the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Okay, let's do that again. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Oh, Heavenly Father, we thank you for another day. We thank you for this opportunity. God, you know our hearts. You know our needs. And we come here because this is the hospital. And we know that you will give us the word to make us well. God, be with us and guide us and direct us in this service. It is in your name and all the saints of Jesus say, Amen. Amen. And amen. Let us praise him in song. If you can just get to your feet as we praise God this morning with our entire bodies, we're going to wake up our bodies as we praise and bless the Lord this morning. I command my soul to bless the Lord. 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 Come on, worship the Lord this morning. I command my soul to bless the Lord. Oh, 
that you have given us this day and forevermore, Lord God. We praise and glorify your holy and precious name. We know that you are the Lord of Lord and King of Kings, O Heavenly Father. We look to you for all things, O Lord God. Now, Lord, bless us as we go through this service. Lord, I want to thank you. We want to thank you for your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and our Redeemer, O Lord God. The one that died on the cross and was raised with all power in his hands. Thank you, Lord God, for your salvation plan. Now, Lord God, thank you for your Holy Spirit that guide us to all truth, oh Lord God, that empower us to do your will, that empower us to do the things that you desire us to do, oh Lord God. It empower us to walk right, to talk right, oh Lord God, to live right, oh Lord God. Now, Lord, look upon the sick, the shut-in, the ones that is bereaved. Let your Holy Spirit go throughout the world, O oh Lord God. Touch each and every last one of them, O oh Lord. Lord, look upon this city, this state, and this country. We need you, O oh Heavenly Father. We need your Holy Spirit to go throughout as a mighty flood, O oh Heavenly Father. Fill us up, O oh Lord. Bless your holy name, O Heavenly Father. Look upon the preached word today, O Lord. Let it be meditating in our hearts and minds. Let it also not just be hearers, but doers of his word, O Lord God. These blessings I ask your son, in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Anybody know God is beautiful? In so many ways. In so many ways. In so many ways, he's beautiful. And we're just going to bless him this morning. Yes. Go ahead, lift your, lift your hands right now to bless him. Song says, your love for me. Your love for me. It is so completely. It is so completely. Yeah. Love found, me. love found me and it set me free, and it set me free. so beautiful so beautiful yes beautiful. beautiful your love for me your love for me is so
That's beautiful, y'all. Your love for me, your love for me is so completely. It's so complete. So completely. So completely beautiful. Beautiful, Lord. Your love, your love for me. Yes, it's so complete. So complete. One more time from the top. Your love for me. Your love for me. Oh Lord, it's so complete. So complete. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Your love found me. Your love found me. And it's a by the Spirit of God to receive the Lord Jesus Christ as our Savior. We do now in the presence of God, angels, and this assembly will solemnly and joyfully enter into covenant with one another as one body in Christ. To promote its prosperity and spirituality, to sustain its worship, ordinance, and discipline, and doctrines. We also engage to main family and sacred devotion, to religiously, to religiously educate our children 
to seek the salvation of our kindred and acquaintance. To avoid all tattling, backbiting, and excessive anger. We further engage to watch over one another in brotherly love. Slow to take offense, but always ready for reconciliation and mindful of the rules of our Savior to secure it without delay. All we more engage, we remove from this place, we will as soon as possible unite with some other church where we can carry out the spirit of this covenant and the principles of God's word. morning hymn, and I know that all of you came prepared to sing this morning. Amen? Come on, time is filled. Time is filled. Not of earth. Build your hope. your voices this morning. Everybody ought to hold God's unchanging. Oh.
Let's say that chorus again. Oh, everybody on a hope. God's calendars for this Thursday, September the 19th at 6 p.m. and make plans to attend our church business meeting. This will take place here in the sanctuary and all members are strongly encouraged to attend. Gay Chapel, we have an abundance of 2019 planners that are available to anyone who can use them. If you need a planner or know someone who could use a planner, just mosey on down to the Family Life Gym and pick up some on your way out. The installation of ministry leaders for our new church calendar year will take place on Sunday, October the 6th during the 11 o'clock worship service. Mark your calendars for our annual Parent and Youth Fall Kickoff. The Youth Department invites you, even if you're not a member, to an awesome Parent and Youth Kickoff informational session and luncheon on Sunday, October the 20th at 1 p.m. in the Family Life Gym. Our ministry leaders and executive committee will be on hand to discuss the various Youth Department ministries and specific requirements and expectations. Youth will also have an opportunity to sign up for various ministries. Parents and guardians can learn some awesome volunteer opportunities, and a delicious hot Sunday dinner will be served. On Sunday, September the 29th, we invite you to come to Cade and rep your school colors. You can wear the colors from your elementary school, your middle school, your high school, or college, or maybe even the school you wish you had gone to. It doesn't matter, Cade. Rep your school on Sunday, September the 29th, and learn more about supporting our school here, the K Development Learning Center. Most of us care about this planet, and we do our part by recycling. And Mother Earth thanks you for this. We know that the items that we recycle go on to become many new things, like a park bench or playground equipment and much more. And that's pretty cool. But you want to know something even cooler? With our own hands, we can create new things. The ladies from the Circle of Temperance are taking plastic bags and making them into blankets for the homeless. Winter's coming. And even here in Mississippi, the ground can get pretty cold. So the Circle of Temperance aims to make 30 blankets by mid-December to donate to the men of the Billy Brumfield Shelter. I told you, it's a pretty cool project. And I know what you're thinking. How can I help? Well. We need your plastic t-shirt style bags, like the ones you get from Walmart or Kroger's or Target. You can just drop these off in the old fellowship hall. It takes 700 bags to make one blanket. So 700 times 30 plus one carries zero equals a lot of bags. So we need your bags and your friends' bags, your neighbors' bags, your coworkers' bags. And if you find a stranger who wants to donate some bags, well, we'll take those bags too. Connecting and serving is what we do here at Cade. So let's support this effort to save our planet and do some good for our community. If you want to learn more about these projects, just reach out to either Sister Brady or Sister McDonald and they'll have more information. We know you've been waiting for it. The kickoff for the 2019 Cantata begins this month on September the 28th. We'll see you here in the sanctuary at 9 a.m. 
And please be sure to check your bulletins and the bulletin boards for additional announcements and upcoming community events and to share your ministry news with the K-Chapel family. Just send an email to kchapelannouncements at yahoo.com or you can go to the Submit Info tab on the K-Chapel app, but be sure to get your announcements in by noon on Tuesday of each week. I hope you had your pencils out. That is a lot of information. And I know that most of it we will be hearing again. Uh, but do put Thursday on your calendar. This Thursday. That is our annual business meeting. And we really want full participation. You know, my job is uh, re uh, Christian responsibility and outreach. And that's a part of your responsibility to come to business meetings. Okay, do I need to say that one again? Come to business meeting, your responsibility, amen? amen. We do have one person for um, right hand of fellowship. Is Miss Jacqueline Moore here? There she is. Come right on down. Let's give her a hand. She has completed her requirements as a new member, and we are just so proud of her. shake her hand and welcome her as a new member of K Chapel Missionary Baptist Church. Amen. Amen. Right now we want to recognize our visitors. We're going to ask that all of our visitors please stand. All of our visitors please stand that we may recognize you. There's got to be at least one. Not, no, we have one. Amen. Amen. We're so glad that you came, you chose to come and worship with us this morning. We're going to ask that if you're looking for a church home, that you please consider us. And if not, then whenever your schedule allows, please, you're, you're welcome to join in service with us at any time. And while you're here, we're going to give you something that you can only get here at Kate Chapel. This is our fellowship here. 
Chapel. Once again, at this time, you will receive people that are in need of your prayers, your phone calls, just that time that you can go and minister to them. We're going to ask that you continue to pray for the Lynn, Miller, and Foster families. The memorial service for Miss Willette Lynn was held on yesterday here at K Chapel. Continue in prayer for Mr. James C. Gilmore, the brother of Sister Frances Dunn. Also, Jennifer Cheatham, the daughter of Walter and Lula Cheatham. Brother Kenny Williams and Sister Aletha Lewis. We're asking for your prayers. Your prayers are needed for the continued recovery of Sister Dorothy Aldrich, Mother Triplett, Sister Audrey Harrell, Sister Vera Collins, and uh, as always, Brother Fred Gross. And I have a card here from Sister Green, who is here in service again this morning. She sends you a card thanking you for all that you've done. A card that says, no gratitude can express the love shown during her time of surgery. That card is from Miss Green. When you see her, and she is here in service, congratulate her on her recovery. Amen. And as always, church, pray when you can, visit where you can, and each day thank God because of your good health that you can. Amen. 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 Good morning. It is time now to bless the Lord now through our giving. We understand that fully worshiping God includes offering. We give because it demonstrates our obedience to God's word. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. Ushers, you're in charge.
Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. How many of you know that he's good? He's good all the time. Let us pray. Lord, we do thank you again for this day, this hour, this moment once again that you've allowed us to come together. We thank you for all that you have done and what you're doing right now. We ask you blessed upon this offering. Thank you for those who gave in this offering, those who had not to give. Bless them as well. Now use it for your glory and for your honor that it may bless somebody else. Lord, we thank you. We give you all the praise. Yes, we know that you're good all the time. Keep us now ever in your presence and we'll be ever so careful to give your name to praise these and all of the blessed we do ask in your son jesus name we do ask and pray amen amen and amen Thank you. 
and my God. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. God, we thank you this morning. We thank you for this opportunity. And now, Lord, hide me behind your cross and let your word come forth, because our people at this time need to hear from you. It is in the name of Jesus that we pray. Pastor asked us to continue in the Amazing God, Amazing You series. And the sermon this morning is on hope. Hope. And there, in this background scripture that he chose, when I started talking to myself about hopefulness, about being hopeful, and read what this 
psalmist had to say, and it is attributed to the sons of Karai, and it was written in the first person. These psalms demonstrate spiritual depression. The writer is speculated to be King David, and we feel that he comprised this psalm because of all of the prevailing problems he was having. He had been exiled and wasn't able to go into the temple in Jerusalem. And the reason he had been exiled is because he had a son, Absalom. And Absalom was a good child. He was a gentle person. He was a well-liked child, but he was ambitious. And he was ambitious to the extent that he turned the men of the army against the king. And by so doing that, he convinced them that he, they needed to attack King David. And King David, of course, and those that were still supporting him, went out into the wilderness. And as he was in the wilderness, it became obvious that this was not going to be resolved anyway but war. And when it became so obvious that it would be a war, King David said to his soldiers, capture my son. Don't kill him. Capture him. But the story gets deeply depressing because not only was he killed, but he was killed in that battle. And David, there by the river of Jordan, just went into depression just like any of us would do if our child had been killed, just like any of us would be if we did not have a real homeland and we really didn't know how we were going to pull things together, just like some of us could be this morning about what the craziness that's going on in America. He was just, and my first point, hopefully knocked down. But I want to talk about be hopeful when life does knock you down. This is the time when if you ever knew how to pray, it's the time to pray. David's son had done what some would call absolutely the unnecessary because he was in line for the kingdom. But he did it anyway. Haven't you had those kind of experiences when you told your children, don't go this way, don't do this thing, be here at home, and then you get that unforgettable call at midnight that they've been put in jail? Haven't you had those deep, dark experiences when the bills just got totally out of control? Uh, you had that person that you did not even expect to garnish your check and you know you already had not enough to pay everybody because you were going from Peter to Paul. Have you had depressing times in your life when you honestly did not know what to do? Y'all mighty quiet now. Am I, am I speaking to myself this morning? Or is there anybody in here that can witness that there have been those times when you were just totally knocked down 
and you honestly did not know what to do. And it is at that time that because you are a saint of God that you have turned to prayer. And that's what we want to talk about this morning. I want to tell you there are some things that we can put in a plan. And if you like, you can write these down. Not to park at the point of pain. I want that one to sink in. Not to park at the point of pain. And then I don't want you to camp out with confusion. You know how things can get sometimes. And don't wallow in worry. And not sing with sorrow. Now that's our list for this morning. We're going to go through these and this is just like being in school and when we get close to the end, we're going to come back and review them because I want you to leave here with a plan. And why do I want you to have this transitional experience today? Because Jeremiah 9, 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declared the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Now that, that's the word. That's, that's what we are going to talk about. So how do you not park at pain? How, how do you keep yourself from just waddling when you know is real pain. I mean, the pain is so bad you can't see nothing but red. Has anybody been in that kind of pain? I mean, just severe pain. And, and you have to figure out how do I get this supernatural way of coming out of it. Pain hurts everybody. I, I'm not talking about just pain from muscles. I'm talking about pain from bad relationships. I'm talking about pain from rejection. I'm talking about pain when you're disappointed on your job. I'm talking about pain. We must understand the power of prayer. When you are going through whatever you're going through, there is a spiritual hopefulness when you are praying that ought to take over. When you exercise your strength in the Lord, progress in hope is there because you know there is going to be a brighter day. There is going to be a day without pain. And so we have to move ourselves and not be parked by the, by the uh, point of pain because we know how to pray our way through it. If you are a born-again Christian, you should not have pain conquering you. You should be able to say, I pray in the name of Jesus that this pain would be removed from me right now. Romans 10 and uh, 15 and 13 say, I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. Then you will overflow with confidence, hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. And that's where it comes from. Hopeful behavior. It does include believing. But it also believing in the impossible. It's believing that whatever is going on, God will get you through it. It is your declaration to speak every day 
as you go through every battle, you must say to yourself, hope is alive because God is not dead. You can change the script in your head and in your heart. You can change your potentials to possibilities. Know how to hear from God. When you're going through trials and tribulations, but you are coming out on the other side. Psalms 126, 5 through 6 says, They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. They that go forth in weeping, bearing precious seed, shall doubtlessly come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves unto him. Hopeful that things, people, situations will get better. And if they don't, if they don't, come on, go with me now. If they don't, you have a God that is able to see you through whatever valley you're going through. That's why you can't camp at confusion. You can't be confused about which direction you're going in because your direction has to be straight toward God. You can't be lukewarm and sitting on a fence with the Lord. You have to believe with all your heart that he is God. David was paralyzed. In fact, it said he was just waddling in his sorrow. But he had to get up. And he had to make a spiritual recovery because the God we serve expects that. That's the reason when we sing, my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and his righteousness. I dare not trust. And that's what it's about. Can you trust anybody else, anything else but God? Let's move to this second point. Be hopeful when your mind is messed up. Can that sink in for a minute? Be hopeful when your mind is messed up. David was praying, why are you in turmoil within me? And, and that's what it's really about. When you have so much happening inside of you that you really get all messed up and then we get to the place where we are just full of apathy that means that we, we really can't even develop a plan of action we don't even know where to start looking for hope we're just so apathetic about everything it and you know people call that the beginning of depression where you just lay there and you just say oh lord i just don't know what to do you know has anybody gotten that way i mean where it just it's just totally confusing up here what shall i do messed up in the head we can blame a lot of things. We can talk about the apathy that is causing us repeated depression. 
We can talk about the people that ap act apathetic in our society. We talk about it every election cycle. People that won't even go and vote. Got a right. Live in a country where they're free. And the apathy of, oh, it won't make no difference if I go vote. Don't we hear that? And don't we hear other things that are just plain ridiculous when you know that one person can make a difference? Every vote does count. That's the reason I love Jesse Jackson when he used to say repeatedly, and does anybody else remember his slogan? Keep hope alive. Now, now, you know, it would be good if you made that your mantra that you said every day. Keep hope alive. Can we practice a little bit? Keep hope alive. You didn't say it like you mean it. Keep hope alive. You somewhere close to it. Keep hope alive. And if you said that to yourself every morning, I believe it would help you get out to bed. I think it would make you get your thoughts straight and you would have some action desire in your bones and in your body. You wouldn't have time to be waddling in sorrow. You wouldn't have time to be thinking about whether or not this is going to work, whether or not I have an excuse whether I don't go to work or not, whether or not I am afraid of what the next decision is. You would not be in bondage to keeping you down from the will of God for your life. You are in ownership of your warning signs. You have a behavior trigger that only you can load up and you can give it the ammunition to get you out every day doing what the Lord will have you to do. And it's called keep hope alive. And if you believe that God can do that, you are in the same category as Jazarus was with his 12-year-old daughter who had died because Jesus wasn't moving fast enough through the crowds as he was ministering to them. You have the same kind of hope that the woman with an issue of blood for 12 years who was right there when Jesus was in that crowd and said, if you just allow me to push my way through, I don't need to talk to him. I don't need to see his face. I just need to touch the hem of his garment. Keep hope alive. These folks knew how, you know how, and I'm asking you this morning, not be confused. Not let your mind take control. Not let the devil tell you what to do. My third point, if you want to be hopeful to praise God anyhow, Now, now I, I think that we can put a pin right in that. Everything is not going to be good. All your desires, all your prayers, they may not be answered when you want them answered. And they're not going to be answered all the time like you want them answered. But you got to praise him anyhow. And that's what David said. He said, I've been knocked down. My mind is all messed up. But I'm going to praise God anyhow. And that's what we as Christians have got to bring ourselves in the understanding that God expects us to praise anyhow. There's one other story I wanted to share with you was about Phoebe. Phoebe was 
a woman that had been asked by Paul to carry a message. She was uh, introduced, but that didn't mean that the men of the time were going to accept her. It was a time when men were in charge of everything. Women had three roles, one to be married and to bear a child to carry on the lineage of the name. Another group of women were known as companions and they were also known as mistresses. And the third group of women that were well accepted were the prostitutes and they had to give the sexual pleasure of the, that the men wanted. And those were the only categories that were identified, especially in the Roman culture where she was being sent. But Paul knew, and he gave her her right identity, that she was under the category of a saint of God, that she was a person that he trusted because he was the organizer of the church in Rome. And he knew because her name said it most of all. She was pure, radiant, and bright. And she was a deacon of her church. Some records show that she had wealth because Paul said she had helped to support his ministry. So here is this woman going on a missionary journey into a foreign land. Can you imagine how dangerous that was? Can you imagine what the consequences would have been if she had not been accepted? And Paul said in the letter, he said, I'm sending Phoebe, but I want you to take care of her. And he sent special words to Priscilla and Aquila. She's coming into y'all's house and I want you to take care of her. And the word said that the letter was received well. And it was because the church had gone off kidder. That's an old word, Mr. Thickpen. That, that means that they were forgetting what they were supposed to be doing, right? They were going back to some old customs and telling people they needed to be circumcised and who it was that could or could not do certain things and services. And Paul said, that cannot be. I want you to go and give them this letter and speak the word to them and hopefully, hopeful, things will change. That is a great mission. And I tell you, when you question God's calling in your life, sometimes he's going to send you where you may not be used to going. Right? He's going to give you assignments and jobs that may not be what you think you deserve. He's going to put you in front of people who will question your authority your credentials, your capabilities. But your job is to go. And in your going, praise God for the assignment. Philippians 4, 
6 through 7 says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests, that's your hopes, be made known to God. For the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guide your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. The other verse that always comes to mind is, Now faith is a substance of things. Oh, nobody else know that verse? Come on, come on with me now. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. As I leave you this morning, let me share with you that we are in troubling times. You already know that. You already know that the enemy is outside, and many times we let him get inside, but the enemy does not control our destiny. Romans 15.3 says, may the God of hope fill you with joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. God is amazing. He is amazing. And he is awesome to you. That's the reason why you have got to let your heart not be troubled. You have got to believe in God and believe in what God can do for you. You have got to be prepared to receive him and understand that God is truly in charge. So if I start to leave you this morning, I got to go back over your lesson for the day. And it was not parked by a point of pain. And the reason I tell you that pain that may come from surgery or from injury or from something that is on your pathway, it is only temporary. Pain, just like anything else, goes away. And people that have arthritis, they say it all the time. Tell Arthur to leave me and not come again. Second Corinthians, the fourth chapter and the eighth verse say, when we get hunted down, but never abandoned by God. We get knocked down, but we are not destroyed. Thus suffering our bodies continue to share in the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be seen in our bodies. So you can't camp out at confusion. You cannot camp out at confusion. Use your game skills of go past it and know that the word of God will be hopeful in your life. You cannot wallow in sorrow. Your mind is a workplace, not an empty vessel. Tell the Satan of the day to get out. This is my place. This is my mind. And God is the chap captain of my boat. And please don't sing with sorrow. I know church members, this is a hard one. 
Because when someone say, good morning, how are you? We start singing our songs. <laughs> oh, you know, my back is aching and I have had this and all the medicine is bothering me today. And ah, da, 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 da. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. So don't sing with sorrow. You can get back up from whatever is going on. Your daily song must be filled with joy and praise. And you must be praising God just like David did in Psalms 42. When he said he was going to praise my, myself, I will again praise my salvation and my God. I always love happy songs, and I always think back on, on Edwin Hawkins' song, Oh, happy day when Jesus washed my sins away. He taught me how to watch, fight, and pray. I want you to be hopeful, family, hopeful that Jesus is alive. And you know it. You've studied your Bible. You understand that he died on Calvary, but you also know he rose again. And you know he, when he left, he said, I'm going away, but I'm going to leave you with a comforter. And he has left his Holy Spirit to be with us. So I want you to pray with me this morning. And this is my closing statement and my closing prayer. Lord, let me keep hope alive. Say that with me. Lord, let me keep hope alive. Now say it like you believe it. Lord, let me keep hope alive. Let me study my Bible. Let me study my Bible. And let me learn your word and put it inside of me. And the last part of that is, Lord, let me pray without ceasing. Lord, let me pray without ceasing. Hopeful. Hopeful, hopeful, hopeful. Amen. This is a time. If anybody came this morning, and I know we opened the doors of the church for people who want to join the church and you can come by letter by Christian experience as a candidate for baptism and we also at this time of year welcome students who are coming under watch care but if something has been said this morning that you know hope has been just a little winging and things haven't been quite the way that you want them to be and what we are supposed to be is helpmates for each other I'm asking you to come forward and you don't have to make any great declaration you just need to come and say let's pray together because God is able He's able to restore your hope. And it's nothing like a Christian without hope. You have got to have 
that kind of hope that's going to sustain you and deliver you from whatever evil that is coming. But if there is one now who is seeking a church home, don't go any further. Hey, Chapel is a place where you can grow. You can study with us. We have wonderful Bible classes. We have great Sunday school classes. We have great brotherhood classes and mission classes because we want everyone to know the word of God. But we're asking you now to come. Let's give him a hand. We, you know, it's, it takes bravery to come up here. Sometimes y'all look kind of harsh and folk don't want to come forward, but y'all know we are a welcoming church. Let us open our hearts right now to anyone that wants to come. And we are so grateful for your presence this morning. Yes. Good morning. You know, I just had to get up and say something. 
it's been three weeks, four days, and look at me. I don't have no pain, and I've been just loved on for three weeks and four days. Didn't have to ask nobody for nothing. They just came in and I felt like Christmas because I had all these cars all around me. And I said, oh, I'm just loved so much. It's like Christmas again. And I read all those cards. And then this big old fuzzy man come to see me uh, uh, just before I was getting ready to leave the hospital. And Reverend Reginald came to see me, had on my favorite color, blue suit. And I told him how good he was looking. I guess that was me talking. But nonetheless, <laughs> I am here. And I am walking, y'all. The, the therapist told me that the best thing you can do is walk. And I have no problem because I can walk. So one morning I got up from Powell and I supposed to have been getting a cane. Well, I found myself at the end of the bed and I didn't have no cane. I said, Lord, thank you. And I just kept on walking. And I really thank God. I thank the church. Y'all have been so good to me. Folks have brought me food and brought me money and all that good stuff. You understand? Uh, yeah, y'all been good to me. So uh, Reverend Buckley preached that sermon by paying forward. And I said, God, I must have lot a lot of paying forward because all of these folks just been good to me. The phone calls. What can I do? Where can I take you? What do you want to eat? And y'all know I love to cook, but I had to learn how to eat other folks cooking. And, and so it's quite all right. I, I cooked my first meal yesterday evening since I've been, and I did one no big one, but I, I mean, I'm still going to let folks cook for me. So I thank you. I really do. I thank you. I mean, really, I thank you because I've been here for 44 years. It's, uh, you know, I'm just encouraging folks, and I'm going to have Helen Warner on back up here with me. She, I'm encouraging her. She's doing good, and I have to, I'm going to call him, buddy, so I'm going to get her walking with me. Yeah, so we're going to keep on walking, and I won't be here the fifth Sunday to wear my colors, but y'all wear it for me, blue blue and white. That's just you. I will be in Atlanta, Georgia. Y'all know I'm going to be honored, right? I just right for the old senior age. I mean, I'm just going to walk across that stage and receive that honor and come back here and share with all of you. God is so good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All others are coming for prayer. As always, take the hand of the person next to you. And let us pray. Father God, we come now thanking you for the blessing of this day. You've given us another day, O oh Lord. One that you didn't have to give. You've given us another opportunity that we can become the people that you've called for us to be. So Father, we have three of your children who have come laying their hearts out before you, O oh Lord. Though we don't know what that situation is, you do, Lord. So, Father, we ask, O oh Lord, that you will look down on them right now. Do it, Lord. 
whatever their desire is, do it. Whatever that need is, take care of it. But Father, we know you as a healer. We know you as a provider. We know, O oh Lord, that none of your children will go without. So bless them now, Lord. Wrap your loving arms around them. Keep them in your loving care. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I'd just like to thank the music department and the choir. You all have blessed my spirit today. And we thank you for your service. And to the people in the sound booth and the urshas and everyone that has been here to make this a wonderful day of service. We're going to stand now in the name of Jesus. Oh, Heavenly Father, you brought us to the conclusion of this 8 o'clock service. And we don't call it the end because we depart now to serve and to tell someone that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. Now take each person home, take them back to their own missionary work that is before them this week. And let them let their light shine. Let them tell someone hope is alive. Let them share hopeful thoughts and hopeful speech everywhere they go. It is in the precious name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. Okay.